This morning marks the 70th anniversary of the Flower Communion at First Parish in Cambridge. This ritual was introduced here by Maya Chapek, wife of the Czech Unitarian minister, Norbert Chapek, who created it in 1923 for his congregation in Prague. By 1940, when the Nazis invaded Czechoslovakia, Chapek's was the largest Unitarian church in the world, with over 3,000 members. To his congregation, Chapek's faith in the inherent worth and dignity of every person was an inspiration. To the Nazis, it was a threat. Chapek was arrested, sent to Dachau, and killed. But his faith lives on in us, and his vision of human interconnection endures in the flower communion. Many of us come here seeking community, and most of us find it. A community is a body of individuals sharing common interests, whether geographic, economic, cultural, political, or otherwise. Each of us belongs to multiple communities defined by neighborhood, race, class, sexual orientation, even hobbies. These communities can provide support, identity, advocacy, and comfort, but they can also let us down. A religious community is no different. We aspire to love, compassion, service, justice, and peace, and we let each other down again and again. That's the nature of communities and the flawed individuals who people them. Margaret Fuller, the Cambridge-born Unitarian feminist revolutionary whose bicentennial we celebrated here two Sundays ago, wrote that harmony exists in difference. Harmony exists in difference, no less than in likeness. I would say that in likeness exists no harmony at all, only unison. It's the difference that makes the harmony. If we let it, it's a glorious sound. This afternoon at our semi-annual meeting, this congregation will vote to authorize task forces to bring our commitment to social justice out into the world. Faith cannot be fulfilled without justice. But justice cannot be fulfilled without politics. Those who say religion has nothing to do with politics, Mahatma Gandhi declared, do not know what religion is. But to venture into politics is to risk controversy and hard feelings. It's a risk we can and must take. But only if we are as committed to right relations with each other as we are to justice in the world. How can we hope to build the beloved community outside these walls if we cannot create it inside them? The day before yesterday, the great basketball coach, John Wooden, died just four months shy of his 100th birthday. Wooden had wise words for us. Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others 
before your own rights. Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. This is where communion comes in. Communion is not about agreement. It's not about avoiding conflict, which arises whenever two good people have different ideas of the good. Communion is looking deeply into the true nature of self and other and knowing them indivisible. It's seeing each other through the eyes of God, whether or not we believe in God. It's bowing to each other as Buddhists do. The Buddha in me bows to the Buddha in you. It's unanimity, not of the mind, never of the mind, but of the heart and soul. To begin our flower communion, children will now stand in the aisles with baskets to collect the flowers you brought this morning. If you didn't bring a flower and haven't picked one up at the rear of the meeting house, please raise your hand and we'll bring you one. Anyone still need a flower? Oh boy, I see hands. And some of you may have extras you can share. Well, let's wait to collect the flowers until everyone has one, okay? (laughs) Kids, hang on, just a second. Good. We're also going to have music in just a moment. Anyone still need a flower who would like one? Yep, quite a few. We may not have quite enough flowers for everyone. Well, even as we acknowledge that community is imperfect, ritual is also imperfect. (laughs) During the music, please place your flower in one of the baskets that the children will pass among you. And as you do, I invite you to leave a blessing for this congregation and for all beings everywhere especially those who are suffering. While the children remain with their baskets of flowers, I invite the congregation to join me in a litany of communion. Your response is, we bless the flowers. In the ugliness of oppression, flowers celebrate the eternal hope of freedom. We bless the flowers. In the face of cruelty, they speak of courage and hope. 
we bless the flowers. In the meadow, they speak of freedom, creating patterns wild and breathtaking that no gardener can match. We bless the flowers. In their indescribable beauty, they remind us that we live always in the face of ineffable mystery. We bless the flowers. In their reappearance each year, they remind us that in spite of every hardship, life goes on. We bless the flowers. As we share these flowers, we reenact the primal wisdom that we are bound together in an interdependent web of creation. We bless the flowers. And now the children will pass among you again and offer you each another flower. Please take a flower different from the one you brought, one that particularly appeals to you. Pay attention to its particular shape and beauty and remember to handle it carefully. It is a gift someone else has given to you. It represents that person's unique humanity and therefore deserves your kindest touch. Amen and blessed be. Each of us is different, deeply, radically different. But beneath the superficial dichotomies of gender and class and race and culture and age and sexual orientation and theology and ideology beats the shared heart of humanity. A Jew or Christian or Muslim would say we are all children of God. A Hindu would say, we are all God, Atman, as Brahman. A Buddhist would say, we are all bodhisattvas, all Buddhas in the making, no matter how many lifetimes it takes, and some of us clearly have many lifetimes to go. <laughs> Thich Nhat Hanh suggests that the next Buddha may not come as an individual at all, but as a Sangha, a sacred community, 
practicing understanding, loving kindness, and mindfulness. Practice, of course, never makes perfect. That's why we have to practice. And so, in the words of educator Mary Stewart, written over a hundred years ago, this morning we pray. Keep us, O Lord, from pettiness. Let us be large in thought, in word and deed. Let us be done with fault-finding and leave off self-seeking. May we put away all pretense and meet each other face to face without self-pity and without prejudice. May we never be hasty in judgment and always generous. Teach us to put into action our better impulses, straightforward and unafraid. Let us take time for all things. Make us grow calm, serene, gentle. Grant that we may realize that it is the little things that create differences, that in the big things of life we are one. And may we strive to touch and know the great human heart common to us all. And, O oh Lord God, let us not forget to be kind. Amen. And blessed be.